at his opening words. I see the vultures are already gathered, drawled Lord Gerald. Geoffrey Beardington Smythe began to bluster. I say, talk like a gentleman, he snapped. I was always fond of the old boy. It seems to me, said Lord Gerald, with irritating good nature, that you've taken a long time to show it. The four of Mr. Frayne's relatives now looked at Lord Gerald de Fremney with dislike. He was a very tall young man with thick, fair hair and black eyes, an exotic combination of color that had made more than one feminine heart flutter. He was impeccably dressed in a biscuit-colored suit with a pale gold waistcoat embroidered with yellow freesias. That shows the fellow's a cat, thought Geoffrey, and had rather studied languid movements, a hangover from his Oxford days. That belied his muscular, athletic figure. He spoke in a light, pleasant, rather mocking voice that was usually held to be charming, but which struck the ears of his present audience as downright irritating. Miss Briggs began to sob noisily. How can you, Lord Gerald, when you should know I have always loved Uncle dearly? Rubbish, said Tansy Bloomington nastily. I'm the one Uncle has most in common with. We talk man to man. Dear me, said Lord Gerald and Tansy rammed another cigarette into her holder as if she dearly wished she was shoving it somewhere else. He, he's quite right, you know, said Cyril Booth from his position by the fireplace. I'm only after the old boy's money. I hate deceit, you know, so shuddery, so frightfully, terribly, ugh. Ugh? Ugh? What kind of language is that, you poor clown? Snapped Tansy. Cyril gave her a weary look from a pair of limpid blue eyes and refrained from answering. What I really came to tell you, said Lord Gerald, is that Mr. Frayne wishes to see you, all of you. Why didn't you say so in the first place? howled Geoffrey Beardington Smythe, heaving his great bulk out of a delicate Chippendale chair. In a hurried, undignified scramble, the four scrambled for the stairs, each one eager to reach the bedroom door first. Lord Gerald followed at a more leisurely pace. Mr. Giles Frayne was lying back against the lace pillows of his four-poster bed. His eyes were lusterless, and his face was like wax. Cancer had been eating away at him for the past year, and he looked as weary of this life as he actually was. His thin, cadaverous face looked like a skull, and his sparse gray hair was neatly combed across his yellow scalp. Something flickered in the depths of his eyes as the visitors entered, but apart from that, the figure in the bed did not move. He waited until Lord Gerald arrived.
And then he spoke. His voice was dry and rusty and seemed to come from very far away. I want to talk to you lot about my will, said Mr. Frayne. Oh, Unky, don't, wailed Miss Briggs, bringing her handkerchief once more into play. Yes, do, Uncle, countered Tansy, and turning to Miss Briggs, she said, Uncle doesn't care for all that wishy-washy nonsense, Barbara. Let him get to the point. And with that, she blew a ferocious cloud of cigarette smoke around the sick chamber. Don't keep interrupting me, said Mr. Frayne in a slightly stronger voice. I haven't got much time. Glad to see you, Lord Gerald. We ain't had much.